0: Welcome back to our listeners. You are tuning into the 360 Mentor Show, and I am your host, Lori Carice. Today we have with us Lisa Sakai, financial consultant and bucket list planner with One Vision Retirement. Today's topic, three ways to build a lifestyle you love now and make it last a lifetime. Welcome to the show, Lisa.
1: Thank you so much for
0: having me, Lori. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Thank you so much for being here. Um, So finances have been super on my mind lately. How can it not be with, you know, we're in a down economy right now. Are we not reminded every time when we pump gas? And um, I'm on like a whole new savings path, which I'm actually really enjoying because it makes me feel good. It doesn't mean that I'm spending probably any less. I mean, again, there's all those expenses that climb, but I I'm being like hyper-focused on, you know, high yield savings accounts, interest rates are pretty good right now. So where I can save even $25 and throw it in there. And if it's not, you know, like my ultimate goal, which is, you know, a thousand or 2000 for certain buckets. Any contribution is building a habit for me and it's making me feel good. So maybe that falls into your three ways of building a lifestyle.
1: It does. does. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's actually the second habit is how do you build this into your life? So actually the third habit, how do you build this into your life so that you're building habits And you're making it easier for yourself. And you're actually enjoying the process because we always have a bad mind. We don't always, not everybody, but a lot of people do have a bad relationship with money when it makes them feel stressed. It makes them feel anxious. It makes them feel uneasy about things. And so if we can build little things into our life to create these habits, to just start to deepen our relationship with money in a positive way that can make a huge impact in the long run. One example I have is most people don't look at their bank accounts so or they don't look at their credit card statements because they feel shame of what they spent their money on or you know that there's not enough money in there or whatever it is. And so I always say, maybe every Thursday, you while you're having your cup of coffee, you just look at your credit card statement. And it's not about judging and saying, I shouldn't have bought this and I shouldn't have bought that. It's really about just being aware of what you're spending your money on and being conscious of, am I making the choices I want to make? And it's not about beating yourself up in the past because you can't do that anymore. But it's amazing how often you'll find like a little subscription comes up and it's $10, $20, something like that. And we go, I don't want to pay for that anymore. And that's $20 saved that month. Or, uh, you know, we, we decide that we're going to go out for drinks with girlfriends or something like that. And we look at it and we're like, Ooh, that was $120 by myself. Like, maybe I just want to pull it back a little bit next time. And so the next time you're out with girlfriends, maybe it's $80. Doesn't you're in mean you my head. Go.
0: You're totally in my head. Are, are, you? <laughs> have you been looking at my bank account? I mean, exactly Possibly. the couple of things that you just mentioned, I feel like the things very much on my mind. I mean, and, and not to interrupt, I want to go back into your steps, but when I wanted to start cutting costs, changing, you know, I started changing the structure of my business and, you know, I I'm in the event space and yes, I'm also in podcast and, and radio space. And all of a sudden I started seeing ding, 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 all these, uh, subscriptions. A lot of them came from Amazon too. I was like, what is amazon and apple hitting me up with you know and and of course there was some kind of like tv show or something i downloaded through those sources and then i discovered you know of course i'm not as savvy on my phone as my teenagers i'm like how do i find all of these and i go through my subscriptions and i'm like good grief i have all of these apps that made a lot of sense for me during a pandemic when we were connecting with people you know a lot of them had to do with like a Uh, meditation apps and, you know, a lot of different things and uh, creative tools, uh, reels and things to make your advertising look so fancy. I'm like, oh, I don't use all those. So I started deleting those. And then I realized I just deleted like $30 a month. Right. And uh, uh, for things that probably should have been deleted six months ago. I looked at that significant loss too. And then um, what was the other thing you just started saying? Not... Oh,
1: going out with girlfriends oh, and, my and gosh. happy hour and stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I feel like I I, you know, I'm part of this woman's community. I'm like, let's go wine tasting. Nobody showed up, but I still felt the need. I was at this wine tasting place. I had not only a flight, a couple of appetizers, by the time I tipped out, it was like eighty bucks. I sat by myself. <laughs> No, it was lovely. And it was me time. And actually, I got to know the bartender. She was lovely. And a couple of people sitting at the bar. I'm like, okay, you know, that was that was fun. You you can pay for an hour in therapy for a lot more than $80. And I just had like a really nice social experience. But it does add up. It really does add up. Um, mm-hmm. I'm starting to carry a little more cash on me again instead of the debit card because I feel like I'm a little more disciplined when I see that little amount go. Okay, that actually impacted my entertainment for the rest of the month, mm-hmm. and that's what I mean about the cash. It's like for a certain thing, it's entertainment and eating out. Because when you have two kids and they're no longer on kids meals, you know that that adds up.
1: It does. Yeah, it can be expensive. And it sounds like what you've built a nice relationship or what you're building a nice relationship is on being aware. I really think being aware of what we're doing is the most important step. If our ultimate goal is financial independence, which it always is, we want to be able to do what we want, when we want, without feeling any restrictions, without feeling stress, without feeling any of that and so when you start to be aware then you can make conscious decisions that add to really add up to financial independence i find it very difficult for clients to get to financial independence when they will not look at things or when they consciously won't make decisions on on things and that's another thing that i work with clients on is their fear of feeling stupid when it comes to finances, not understanding things, feeling like maybe this is an area that they're not strong at. I hear a lot like, I'm not good at math, so I'm not good at finances. I kind of laugh because they, yes, there's some math involved, but it's really not about math. It's about your spending and it's about your lifestyle and, and your conscious choices. And a lot of times, if we can be aware of what we're spending our money on, and consciously decide, do I want to do that? Or do I not really want to do that? And not just deciding it because society says we shouldn't spend money on it. If that thing makes you happy, do it. As long as it's legal and of course, right? You know, but <laughs> but do it. If it makes you happy, you can spend money on things that make you happy. Stop spending on money on things that society tells you to spend money on or your friends pressure you to spend money on. Or anything like that, because that's actually very wasteful. You're not focusing on the things that actually bring you joy in life.
0: You're right about recognizing it. But at the same time, do you see how I justified my spend by saying, well, I don't see a therapist, so I'll chalk it up? (laughs) I do think that I justify some of my spending habits because I don't do something else. I do need to get away from that because. That direction is not my lifestyle. So what do I want my lifestyle to look like? Do I want the balance of entertaining myself, entertaining myself with my children and also having financial stability? The answer is yes. What is given and going to happen is that I'm going to have to retire at some point and that I am helping my children have a launching pad with college. I'm not going to be able to give them that free ride, but I'm going to give them a place to start. That has been my promise to them. And, you know, entertainment is necessary, but doesn't always have to be expensive. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm starting to also create, and that's where the habits are coming in. So that I have better, a better relationship with money because while a lot of times, because I'm 53, I'm like, why didn't I have this discovery when I was 30? Maybe I'd be so better off. It's never too late. It is never too late. My... My retirement will look better for this discovery and recognition, but it's also showing my children and teaching them better habits through my changes now, because they're going to be heavily influenced as teenagers now when it comes to money, wanting a car, uh, getting a job, wanting all those extras that once they have a job, doesn't necessarily come from mom anymore. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I want to be a good role model. And if my issues, my failures with money help build a better relationship for my children, because I recognize it now, then, then so be it. I've made my mistakes with, with money, but I'm also on a huge path to recovery, which is a blessing.
1: That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. I totally agree with that. And I would say, you know, I think if you made, I, I did, I think you actually are probably consciously spending much more than you think you did, because you said exactly what I was kind of saying, which is some things don't cost a lot of money that bring us joy and some things do. And are we prioritizing the things that bring us joy that do spend that are, you know, that do cost some money and tossing away some of the things that we really don't get joy from, but maybe replacing them with things that don't cost a lot of money, like, a walk, walk, you know, with a friend rather than having to go out to happy hour. You know, maybe that actually brings us more joy because we don't have to worry about parking and we don't have to and it helps with stress for both of us and we don't have to deal with the loud noise or whatever that is. And maybe, maybe that doesn't bring you joy. And the happy hour is what do you truly want? That's okay. But maybe then you change a different habit from something that you're spending money on instead of let's let's say you're an avid book reader. Are you consciously going to the library and seeing if they have the ebook rather than just spending money, just going straight to Amazon and buying it, you know, those little things, just consciously being aware of where you're spending money is huge. Like, um, I had a, uh, lady I was talking to and she has an issue with Instagram, the Instagram ads that pop up you know, we all get targeted on Instagram and it's always like, oh, $25 here, $50 here, join this program. And they know where we're going to look at stuff. So it's all appealing to us. I told her my rule, which is I don't buy anything directly from Instagram. I will forward it to my email, which I'm probably not going to go directly to. I'll probably look at that a day or two later. And most of the time I don't want it anymore. Or I think, I don't need that now. It's not that impulse buy anymore. It's my consciously choosing, do I want it or do I not? And just the other day, I actually did buy something, but I had gone through the steps of going, is this something I really want that I think is going to help? Or is this just an impulse buy? And they want you to do the impulse buy because that's how they make money. And that's how they get that person to keep putting ads up. But that's what I mean by consciousness, you know, just, just you get to decide rather than impulse marketing, you know, pressures of society, friends telling us we should do things, things like that. That's, that's the real empowerment that can happen with that.
0: So I've recently even opened up, you know, talk about interest rates and high yield savings, money markets. I've, I've recently opened up an account where it does allow me to have those buckets and reserves. And I set these goals And I've been, you know, putting money into it. And it's funny because some of those goals have changed. I'm like, well, you know what? I was saving for that. I don't think I need that so much anymore. So I moved that fund over to something else, which is like pay off my car. You know, it's like I want to pay off my car when the lease is up and not stay in, you know, a lease debt or, you know, bank debt with that But I had a couple reserves and it was making me happy saving for those. But then because I don't obsess over that, account and go to it like every day or week, maybe once a month. I was like, oh, you know what? I kind of changed my mind about that goal, you know, instead of that impulse buy. It's nice to plan and think about it, knowing you're doing something about it, but you might change your mind later.
1: Oh, totally. Like my husband um, has always wanted a Corvette. And so we started a Corvette fund. And- The whole idea is if he found the Corvette he really wanted, the money would be available for him to be able to utilize it. But he started going, well, what if I want to buy a truck with it? Or what if I decide I want to do this or that? I said, that's fine. You can change your mind. But I just want you to have the ability to use that money the way that you really want to use it. And I don't think he's ever actually going to buy the Corvette. I think it will go to something else. but. Uh, that money is available for him to use how he wants to for something fun or not fun, whatever he chooses he wants to use it for. But if he finds that steal of a deal on like a C7, I want him to be able to buy the Corvette and not feel guilt about it. And it's not going to put us in debt. We saved that money for that purpose.
0: And that was his choice. It was making him feel good no. knowing where that money was potentially gonna go but it was also feeling really good that he got to change his mind and do something else with yeah. it if that's the choice later and I think that's how cash is gonna be for me <laughs> feels yeah. good when I open up my wallet and I, I'm like oh, okay I got a little money in there maybe I should keep it there for a little while do I really need this little extra thing if I call it my entertainment you know but with this economy I think you know we're all spending a lot more money um, so we do have to make some choices and for me also with spending I because I give myself like an entertainment allowance every month for going out uh, to eat with my girls sometimes we pick something really on the down low sometimes it's a little bit nicer and tonight is going to be stay at home barbecue and do puzzles because for me I mean we that's quality time. It's also getting this puzzle finally made that my daughter wants to frame. It's my way of like really making sure this kind of thing (laughs) happens. And I'm going to have a small budget to go out and get some cupcakes or, you know, or s'mores, you know, do s'mores at home. And it's still entertainment and doesn't have to cost a lot of money. So just, just being mindful. I mean, just as mindful as we are with you know, diets and exercise, I mean, flexing that same muscle for our wallets Mm -hmm. and building good habits, you might not see that perfect number right away. Just like you can't expect to get on the scale every day and, you know, see it where you want it to land the same with your bank account. It's about changing your mindset, feeling good about where you're going. And, you know, lately I, again, because of these money markets and everything, Sometimes I just throw in twenty five dollars. I don't have two hundred to throw in, but I just throw in twenty five, and it just adds up, you know. It adds up, and and I get those notifications at the end of the month that you know here's my little interest. I'm like, oh, that was nice, you know. I was, it's not a lot of money, but it's a little bit. It, it, it's how it makes me feel, and it mm-hmm. makes me want to put in actually more now. Ooh, I could exactly. do better next month.
1: <laughs> Exactly. It's very motivating for sure. I totally see that. That's awesome. I love that you've created, you know, you've, you've really embraced this. It sounds like, and and you have to make things work for your lifestyle. And I think a lot of us don't put off doing this because they think they have to fit into a mold, but you don't, you have to do it for yourself and do it your way. And that's why I always say, I, that's why I call myself a financial consultant. It's consulting. I'm not telling you, you have to do something a certain way. I can give you advice. I can give you ideas, but the ultimate goal for both of us is that you're doing it and you're making progress and you're hitting your goals and you're enjoying your life and you're understanding your money better. And you're using your money in a way that you want to use it. Um, it's amazing how many people call me and go, Especially retirees. I think this is funny because they've they've put their money away, they've saved all this time and they call me and they say, I'm so sorry, but I'm gonna have to take out some money. I'm like, you don't have to apologize to it's me. Your about right. it. It's your money. Um, but I think sometimes it it can it helps to have that partner, to have that that person kind of pushing you along and saying it's okay. I I've had clients who come to me in complete financial ruin ruin, and I have to remind them that aren't they happy they had some money saved or they had some ability to do some things that they that they needed to do to not be completely stuck in that situation for so much longer or other things like that. It's, it's important to have that kind of a relationship.
0: Yeah, and I don't have that accountability partner, so it is easy for me to justify my spend. But and sometimes you have to hit rock bottom before you see the light at the end of the tunnel. And for me, rock bottom honestly was the pandemic. I saw how vulnerable my finances were in working for myself, especially. And not to be said that that's even more vulnerable than people that had jobs. A lot of people lost their jobs and lost their security. But it made me realize standing on just my one uh, revenue stream, which at the time was events. Okay. No group gatherings. First to shut down. Um I scrambled. I went in a scramble. And then as we came through a pandemic, I started to see some recovery. And then it slipped again. And I felt just as vulnerable. So, you know, not only with my new spending habits and savings habits, I've also sourced out other revenue streams. I'm not going to be that. So, a huge mindset, huge mindset. And so, uh, yeah, finance definitely on on my mind. And I, I thank you so much for, for talking to us today and especially talking about, you know, the whole bucket list. I mean, if Corvette is on your bucket list, let's say for
1: it, you might change your mind later though. Right? (laughs) Exactly. And you have every right to change your mind. It's your money. That's the thing we forget. It's your money and you need to control your money, not letting your money control you. That's the biggest thing to take away.
0: Absolutely. So Lisa, for a Podcast listeners, of course, I'm going to have in show uh, notes your links. But for our radio-only listeners, what's the best way to connect with you?
1: Um, our website is always the best place to go to, which is onevisionretire.com. There's lots of information there. There's a resource page if you're interested in just getting little habits. We have a resource called Baby Step Your Way to Financial Independence. So there's 15 little habits that people can do in incorporating their lives to kind of get back on to controlling your money. So that's probably the best place. And if you want to chat, there's a link on there as well to, as a get to know you call.
0: Thank you so much for being our guest today, Lisa. I appreciate your time and your expertise. Of course. Thanks, Lori. I really
1: appreciate have you having me on. And this has been the 360 Mentor Show.